Yeah. Yeah, Garrett. You know, a little birdie told me you flew on my shoulder today. Um, yeah. And was screeching your name uh, into my ear. Uh, <laughs> they do tend to do that. <laughs> made me think um, that you had something you needed to tell me. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that, and it's interesting, you know. Well, it's just interesting that you say that. Yeah. Because I do have something I want to talk to you about. Interesting. Go on. Uh, it's the Stormlight Archives, book one, part I've, two. I've heard this before. Yeah. Didn't we just do this like last time you had the reins? Yeah. So you want me to give another hour of my life? You have another hour, right? It's at least an hour until your prostate appointment. Mm, but I really want to get my prostate checked. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, I'll give you an hour. Yeah. Another hour. Yep. All right. I appreciate try your. Get, try to get the whole thing this time. I think I can. I think I think I actually can this time. The whole hour. I think so. You're done with book one. I think so. Okay. I'll try. Starting right now. Go. Okay. First, I gotta I gotta remedy some mistakes I made in the first one. All right. Hold up. My oh. hour. <laughs> wait, wait. Hour. You made mistakes last time? Yes. Okay, go on. Okay, and I will make mistakes this time, I'm sure. Some events may be out of order. They may might be uh, disjointed, but I will do my best. This is going to be a fun hour. Okay, now you remember how I said, to recap, I said there were a bunch of gods. Yes. I said there's honor, there's cultivation, there's a bunch of them. Yes. Not actually true, but is true. <laughs> Okay. Because, okay, I looked it up, I looked up the wiki, and that wiki is almost as scary as the Marvel wiki. It, it is a rabbit hole in a rabbit hole, okay? I felt like I was in a different world. Turns out Brandon Sanderson, this absolute madman, this yes. crazy piece of crap, he has an entire Cosmere, that's what he calls it. It's a universe where mm-hmm. all of his books take place. And it turns out, basically all of his books have like some kind of godlike figure, and it turns out mm-hmm. because... The different areas of the universe have different parts of gods. There are 16 gods in total in the universe. Parts of gods. Okay, so they're called shards, right? And these shards give a human that gets them godlike powers. Okay. Okay, and until the person dies, the shard is theirs and they are basically a god. Okay. There are three gods in the Stormlight Archives world. That's honor, cultivation, and odium. Okay. So there are technically a lot of gods, but there's only three in these books. And those are humans with the shards? Yes. Okay. So They were real people that have the shards of God. So did God just break apart into different pieces? Don't know. Don't know yet. It, what it His books like, will eventually converge, and we will learn more about that later. What it sounds like is these are Power Rangers, and when you bring them all together, that's when you get the Mechazord. Or you whatever. get Exodia. Yeah, yeah. You, you get the all ancient the parts. One. Yeah. All the parts of the ancient one, and that's God. Yeah. So Honor are, is definitely the right hand. So these and Odium's are, the left foot, because he's stinky. <laughs> <laughs> so these are all humans with godlike powers. Yeah, yeah. But they're, yes, yes. Okay, second second mistake. Mm-hmm. The heralds didn't create the radiance, not technically, not at the start. Okay. I said the heralds like created radiance, that's not true. Turns out heralds had the powers called surge bindings because of their honor blades. They had these powers. Mm-hmm. And Spren saw the need to let humans have these powers, so they started going to humans and giving them these powers. Okay. So the radiance just kind of popped up because the Spren decided to ally with them. All right. And the Radiants were like, whoa, we got to teach them how to use these powers because they don't know. So they founded the Knight's Radiant, but the Radiant 
existed before the heralds. They didn't make them. Okay. They just created the order. Sounds like an easy mistake to make. Yeah, it's simple. Desolations were not on a fixed time. So I said every every hundred years or so they'd come back. No. Specifically, when the heralds beat back the desolation, they would go to... The, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is interesting. Okay. A desolation is literally just when Odium... Odium's like the, the, the one of the gods. He's mm-hmm. the leader of the Voidbringers. He kicked out Honor, the Almighty, mm-hmm. who is Honor. Yeah, Find God, that later. God. Yes. Kicked him out of the Tranquiline Halls or whatever, and then he's fighting humanity, right? When his anger is directed at humanity, a desolation starts, and the Voidbringers come up and start attacking. The Heralds beat them back, and then the Heralds go down to Damnation, is what it's called. Okay. And they let Odium torture them. They they are the focus of Odium's hatred when right. they are down there. So as long as they can, they accept the torture and they withstand it. But when they can't withstand the torture anymore, when they say, I can't do it, they leave Damnation and then the desolation starts again. Okay. So the Heralds get some years where they just have to fight and not be tortured. Mm-hmm. And then they go back down to get tortured again. All okay. willingly. All right. The Heralds have something called the Oath Pact. And the Oath Pact is something they entered willingly. So, with Odium is the, is the cause of all of it. Yes. Okay. Jerk. Yes. Jerk. Jerk. Big, like I said, stinky left foot. <laughs> Nasty boy. Poopy. Poopy. Bad. Uh-oh. Stinky. Uh, <laughs> Had to get it out. Yes. Okay. So we'll go back to Kaladin. To reiterate, yes. he was a good boy. He's a great boy. Had a tough time. Had a tough past, right? Mm-hmm. We come to him. He's on a slave wagon. He's going to the Shattered Plains where the war between the yes. Parshendi and the Alethgar is going on. Skyrim Bridge. Yes. What? Bridge? Well, he's on the he's on the, the, the cart like Skyrim. He's a slave yes. and he's on the bridge runners. Yes. Bridgeman. Bridgeman. Yeah. Yes. Um, he uh, goes on his first bridge run. It's torture. It's excruciating. Mm-hmm. There's like 40 people carrying a bridge... But the bridge is just so freaking heavy, and they got to carry it for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. And they just they have to run with it. They can't walk. They're not allowed to go slow. They have to run with it, or they'll be beaten. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they get there. He collapses. He's one of the few people that survives. Yes. He gets put in bridge four, by the way. Like I said before, that's the worst one. The worst one. Worst one. He gets put in that one. He survives. A lot of other people dies. There was one guy that was nice to him during that first bridge run. He was like. He, he gave him some advice and stuff, like, look look up, don't look down, or look down, don't look up, something like that. It helped. It helped. <laughs> it's really good you don't get this confused. Yeah, it's very important, but it's one of the two, and he's like, it helps, do blah, 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 so and so and so. That dude that was nice to him, he dies during the bridge run. Aww. So Kaladin takes his vest and his shoes, because Kaladin was barefoot the entire run, and he didn't have a vest, so his shoulders were bleeding. And robbed and, his only friend. Yeah. Yeah, because they were going to do it anyway. I mean, the bridgemen... The, they have to go back and collect stuff from their corpses. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, soon after that, we we learned bits and pieces of Kaladin's past throughout this. Um, but to just sum it up really quick, uh, his father was a famous surgeon in the village. They had a feud with a new bright lord that came, the new city lord, mm-hmm. landlord. Man, those landlords, I tell you. And. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, they had a feud, bad things happened, it all culminated in the Bright Lord's son dying, not because of the freaking, it was not the father's fault, 
They went out on a hunt. The son got injured. The father could not save him because his injuries were way too fatal. Yeah. Like his intestines were spilling out. Dude was free. He was Jesus dead. Christ. Half of his face was gone. <laughs> his father did everything he could to save the guy's son. Wait, wait, what killed this guy? A white spine. They're a very scary creature. Okay. They look. They, yeah, they're scary. White spine. Yeah. Okay. Think of like a boar with like a like a big old mouth full of razor sharp teeth that has like bone spikes coming out of all, all over its body. I I mean, I can't think of a worse way to die. Yeah, it <laughs> was... the top of my head. It was rough. Mm. But anyway, so, the Bright Lord completely blamed Kaladin's father, which was BS, mm-hmm. and to get back at him, he brought in the recruiters for the army and made them recruit Tien, who was Kaladin's little brother. Yeah. And he was like, I lost my son, you're going to lose your son, so suck it. Suck my royal peen. Okay. So... He's a jerk. So Kaladin was like, oh crap, we, they couldn't do anything to stop it. So Kaladin was like, I'll join the army too, I'll keep him safe. Mm-hmm. He does that, Tien ends up dying. Bad time all around. His father was devastated because he's like, now I'm going to lose both of my sons. And he just, he was just crying. He was like, man, frick this situation. How did Tien die? Was it described? In the army, yeah. He just he got put in one of the front squads. Even though the army leader said he wouldn't. He said he would just be a, a runner for a while. Like a message runner. Yeah. But he got put in a front squad. And the front squad like put him at the front. Said he had no training, so I'll just use him as fodder. I'll oh. just use him to like take some arrows. That's fun. Yeah, so he got messed up. Calvin like, sat there with his dead body for like three hours. Like, just crying and, like, sad about it. Yeah, real sad boy hours. Yeah. But anyway, so after his first bridge run, uh, that's when he kind of got suicidal and he was like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Sill narrowly saves him on accident. <laughs> totally on accident. Okay. She brings him a poisonous leaf that just so happened to be what he needed to get out of his rut, at least for a little bit. All right, and now we're back where we started last yes. two weeks yes. ago. Wait. A while ago. Yes. Um, well, so the bridge leader died in that bridge run. So Kaladin decides he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save these people. I'm gonna try again, even though every time I try to save somebody, they die. I'm gonna try again. So he intimidates the sergeant. Gaz is his name. Mm-hmm. He's got like an eye patch on one eye. It says Gaz on it. <laughs> yeah, he's got it tattooed on his bicep. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it says Gaz Money Sign. <laughs> I like him. I hope he doesn't die. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't. Not not in book one. Anyway, oh. I don't remember if he dies Spoilers. later. Spoilers! Uh, anyway, so he intimidates Gaz and is like, you're going to make me the bridge leader. And Gaz is like, okay. He's <laughs> like, I don't care, sure. Yeah. Whatever, I don't care. I don't care how you die, slave, just do it. Yeah, he was like, I don't care how you die, just do it then. So he starts pulling people out of the barracks. He, like, convinces them to work harder, and they are not having any of it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we're going to do it. So he just trains on his own. He's trying to be an exemplar. Like, he's saying, look, look, I can do it. You can do it, too. Yeah. It's really difficult. They go on another bridge run, and he decides he loses a couple of his bridgemen. But he decides once they put down the bridge, they get behind a rock, and then he's like, two of the bridgemen that don't hate him are Teft and Rock. Yeah. Uh, Rock is a large, like, horn-eater man. He's very cool. Speaks in, like, a thick accent. And Teft is, like, an old, grizzled, like, used-to-be-in-the-army kind of guy, but now he's a slave for some reason. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. 
He used to be like a sergeant or something. Jailer was, becomes the prisoner. Yeah, exactly. But uh, um, he tells them to like go get the wounded, bring them to me. I'm going to try to save them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're freaking crazy, but fine, we'll do it. They did it. They bring them over. A bunch of different bridgemen. Specifically bridgemen, not soldiers. He doesn't care about the soldiers. Okay. He's trying to save the bridgemen. Because the soldiers have have surgeons. The bridgemen have no one because they're slaves. So they bring him over. He saves a couple of guys. I'm pretty sure at this point he saves one of the guys named Haber. Mm-hmm. He saves a guy named uh, Dabid. Haber, Dabid. And uh, Lopin. Lopin. No, not Lopin. Sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, uh, shoot. I don't remember. Some other guy. Cream. Not Lopin. Cream. Cream. Let's go with that. <laughs> Saves Dabid, <laughs> Hopper, and Cream. Yes. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. That eats up your time, sorry. Oh, gosh. Um, so he does that. He slowly starts to gain the respect of his bridgeman. Mm-hmm. Because he's saving the bridgeman when no one else was. Hopper loves him. Okay. okay. He's like, you're great, dude. I'm, I'm with you all the way now. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't? Dabid, Dabid doesn't speak anymore because he's so shell-shocked and damaged by his experience as a bridgeman. He just doesn't speak and he just stares at the wall all day. Hate that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And Cream? Uh, Cream had like a really bad leg infection but got better. Cream was like the worst off of them, like physically, yeah. but he got better. The only way he got better. Okay, so they... Uh, they start. He decides we need to make money, and the more injured we bring in, the more it stretches our funds. Because mm-hmm. a normal soldier gets paid like let's say ten, ten currency, right? Yeah. The slaves get paid one currency for the same amount of time. Okay. They get paid very little, just a little bit. Technically, slaves are like one. If you save up your money, you can pay off your slave debt, and then you'll be a free man. But how much would the slave debt be? Like forty years of work. And usually, even if you save up that much, they won't let you go. They'll find some reason to, like... So it's it's just, like, a minor hope that a slave has. Here's the breathing tax. <laughs> exactly. It's something like that. They'll pull some BS like that. But, uh... Starts to gain respect. He decides they need to make some more money. So they... Bridgemen, between bridge runs... Uh, a bridgeman will be on bridge duty like every three days or something. So mm-hmm. if the horn sounds, they're the ones that have to get up and go. Yeah. But in between bridge runs, in between days, they do like menial duties. They have like stone collecting. Stones can be turned into food using soul casting, which is like a thing. Okay. Um, they go on chasm duty, which is one of the most disliked ones. It sucks because they have to go down into the chasms of the shattered plains where mm-hmm. there's massive like beast they could kill them they have to go down there and they have to pull armor off of dead people oh yeah i hate that yeah to like save money they're like salvaging equipment down there in the chasms very unfortunate job mm-hmm. but so on rock collecting detail kaladin gets sill his little honor spren partner yeah she goes around and finds them and then oh interesting point nobody can see sill other than kaladin unless she lets them see her okay so she, if she wants to, she can appear to somebody. But the only other person that can see Sill all the time is Rock, the Horn Eater. The Horn Eater. Nobody knows why. He says, it's be- because I am Unku Akalaki-e, or something like that. He says something like that. And he's of like, course! He's like, this is why I see. Yes, it makes he, sense! He always says, air-sick lowlanders, because they live up in the peaks. He's like, air-sick lowlanders. <laughs> Too much air, make brain stupid. 
I love Rock. <laughs> he's great. How, well, how is he not stupid? Because he's now in the bottom there. Yeah, but he lived. He grew up up there, so he's still smart. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so they find little things called knobweed. They they get the sap out, and it's an antiseptic. They sell it for money. Okay. Blah 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 blah. Um, so they start to gain money. They're able to feed the injured people because they do not get paid while they're injured. Okay. Bridgemen are left to die. So Kaladin bringing them back, first of all, is frowned upon. Like the leaders the leaders of the army and stuff are like, really? You're doing this BS? You are one step away from being executed, my friend. You are free, you are riding the line, my friend. Well, well, is it, well, why? Why is that a bad thing? They think it's a waste of resources. And also it's just like they don't care about the slaves at all. Yeah. And they're like, why? Like... Are you are you saying we're wrong? Are you saying we're in the wrong for leaving them? No, mm-hmm. you're wrong, slave. Oh, I guess. oh, they're they're scumbags. If you haven't noticed, they're total douche. Really? Yeah, <laughs> they seem pretty cool to me. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> different perspectives, I guess. Different strokes for different uh, folks. Yeah, that's right. Um. So yes, so he ends up saving the injured people. He starts to gain the respect of basically everybody in the bridges. And they start to train together. All of them are, mm-hmm. like, training together. Like, they're training to carry the bridge. They're getting better at it. And then he decides, he's like, I have to save my people. Every time we go on a bridge run, I lose three or four people, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, we're getting low. You're supposed to have 40 people to carry a bridge. At this point, they have, like, 28. They're like, if we lose any more, we're not going to be able to carry this bridge. And it is so heavy already. So he needs more slaves. He needs more. Right, so every time when new slaves come in on a caravan, the sergeants, like Gaz is one of them, he will be like, you guys, bridge 12, you guys, bridge 4. The He sent two people to bridge 4. Oh. He sent like 10 people to another bridge that already had like 35 or something. Okay. And he gave bridge 4 two. Okay? Wow. And... He, and the two people he gave bridge 4, because he's mad at Kaladin because Kaladin intimidated him, and he's like, okay, these are the two people you get. You get a Parshman. You remember Parshman? The ones that can't speak. They're dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He gives them a Parshman and <laughs> and a one-armed man named mm. Lopin. He's okay. like a short man, kind of a spindly man. He's missing an arm. He's very nice. Like, he's happy. He's happy mm. all the time. He calls Kaladin, like, gone. It's like he's a Herdazian, so in like his accent, that's like captain or something like that. How Herdazian of them? How Herdazian? (laughs) He talks really fast. He Mm. talks really fast and says stuff. Oh, he also calls Kaladin Gancho. I think Gancho is captain. Gon is like friend or something. Okay. Um, he's great. Love Lopin. He He is so. He sounds like a party. Also, Lopin Herdazians like stick together because they're like outsiders. Yeah. So he's like he has. Hundreds of cousins, Aww. so he's like, so he's always like, oh yeah, I got a cousin that makes rope. You need some rope? I got, I get some rope for my cousin. Cal's yes. like, how many cousins do you have? He was like, herdazian has got to stick together, man. <laughs> he's like, you don't know my cousins. How can he even contact La- his cousins when he's asleep? Later on, one of his cousins just shows up at the fire and is like part of Bridge Four now. <laughs> he didn't get put there. He was just like, I'm here to help cousin. <laughs> I'm here to help Lopin, my cousin. I love my cousin. I love my cousin. <laughs> I'm here. That's nice. His name was Punio. Punio. <laughs> but we, he's later. Uh, that's Not my, important in the grand scheme Right of now, Punio, that's my favorite. He's great. <laughs> He's great. I love Lopin. Lopin I'll keep, is my I'll keep telling you which one's my favorite. Right now it's Punio. Okay, good. So they, he's like, we got to figure something out to like protect the bridgeman, Kaladin was saying. Yeah. So he's like, we're going to practice a new way to carry the bridge. Normally the bridge has like 
bars on the sides to carry the bridge, mm-hmm. and the bars go across the bridge, you know, throughout its length. Yeah. So they got and on the underside of the bridge, there's little like holes for heads cut out, like here, 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 here. Mm-hmm. So you got like 16 men on the sides, and then you got like 20 more men underneath the bridge, all carrying it on their shoulders. Okay. They're down a lot of men, and he decides they're going to try to carry the bridge in a different way. They're going to all shift when he gives the order, and they're going to carry it on its side. Whoa. Very difficult and easy to stumble. If they stumble, they'll probably die because then the archers will just... When a bridge starts to fall down, the archers always focus on them. Yeah. So he's like, we're going to do it. We're going to get it done. They get to a bridge run. Finally, it's their turn. They, they like... Bridge carry left, he yells. And they, like, go, and the arrows are just slamming into it, and they get down, set it down. They're way ahead of all the other bridge crews. They sprint out in front, because they've been training their bodies, Mm -hmm. like, on the off time. So they're way stronger than all the other bridge crews. They're out in front, they're drawing arrows, they put it down, and then, done. They hide from the arrows. When Kaladin gets up and looks around, he realizes, uh, oh, crap. He just messed up the assault. Because the bridge crews are all supposed to go at the same time, set it down so the soldiers can all move and, like, push back the Parshendi. Yeah. Only one bridge was put down, Kaladin's. So yeah. the soldiers start to go across it. They start to get surrounded, right? They can't be pushed back because there's not enough bridges to make a concentrated assault. Mm-hmm. A bunch of the other bridges, because they were out in front doing this, a bunch of the other bridges wanted to live, so they start doing the same thing, and they're, like, dropping their bridges and, like, getting shot. Oh, no. So Kaladin's team was, like, the only ones that got their bridge down, and the assault was a mess. It was awful. Yeah. Bunch of people died. They failed horribly. And Kaladin was supposed to be executed for this failure. Yes. He, uh... The two people in charge of Kaladin, Gaz is the sergeant of that bridge crew, mm-hmm. and then they got, I forget his name, let's say... Cream. No. Rabbit. We'll say Rabbit. Okay, Rabbit. <laughs> so you got Gaz, and then you got Rabbit. Yes. The ra- Rabbit, he gets executed. He wow. was a bright lord, technically, so he had the light eyes, and he was technically a noble. He got executed because, like, you failed. You're dead. Yeah. And then Kaladin, you're getting executed too. So they decide to string him up... When, when somebody gets strung up, they yeah. get attached to the top of a building during a high storm. Oh. If they survive the high storm, which is impossible, never happens, they can go free. Because they are giving them over to the, to the uh, storm father to judge. Yes. Nobody ever survives. It's literally just execution. Mm-hmm. It's impossible, you know? Like, it's just impossible to survive. Unless. Unless <laughs> you have powers like Kaladin does. Okay. Cal- or Teft, Teft, started noticing, like one of the guys that trusted Kaladin first, mm-hmm. he starts noticing that Kaladin has these special powers. Because during some of the bridge runs, Kaladin would like direct arrows and like a hundred of them would slam into the board above his head. Mm-hmm. Or like he would hold up a shield and they would all hit the shield. He started noticing Kaladin had these interesting powers. And Kaladin would like heal faster than other people. Mm-hmm. So Teft wouldn't tell Kaladin why. He was just like, son, I want you to keep this gemstone you have. Keep it. Make sure it's infused. It has stormlight. Mm-hmm. Keep it near you at all times. As a good luck charm. Yeah. Teft knows. Kaladin does not. So Teft gives him a spear, a spear before he goes out into the high storm and gets strung up. Mm-hmm. 
Kaladin says right before they go inside, right before it's supposed to start, he says, when the high storm's over, guys, I want you to come outside and I want you to look me in the eyes. I will look back at you and you'll know I survived. Whoa. And they're like, they're like, he's just being brave for us. We love this man, Dadgum. I'm sorry, Cap. And they like go in, they're all sad. He's going to die. Yeah. It's rough. The high storm is rough. It's he's like rough. barely hanging on. He's literally like attached to a rope. The rope breaks at one point and he's like holding on with his hands for hours. And Kaladin distinctly remembers seeing Syl, his little honor friend companion. Mm-hmm. She was had her hands out at the storm like this, like she was holding it back. Yeah. And I think she was. She was protecting him in a way. <laughs> Well, he almost dies. He is literally, like, his entire body is just covered in blood and scrapes. Like, the winds are so strong, the top, like, three layers of his skin was just stripped away all over his body. So he's just, like, red and, like, raw and, like, bleeding and bruised, like, black and blue. Yeah. And he's just hanging up there and he's got his eyes closed because he was unconscious. Mm-hmm. They come out and they're like, Captain. Oh, no, <laughs> They're like, dead. oh, my gosh. He's in such bad. He's dead. He's, he looks so bad. And then he goes... <gasps> he gasps and looks down at him. And they're like... <laughs> He's alive! He's alive! Get him down! Get him down! Wow. So they're like, they're like getting him down from the roof. Like... And he survived, right? Yeah. So now he's technically free. Because he was given to the Stormfather to judge. And the Stormfather judged. He's okay. He can live. Mm-hmm. So Sadius does not like that. Sadius wants to kill Kaladin. But he's, like, mad. He's embarrassed now that the person he thought should be executed is still alive. Yeah. <sighs> so what does he do? Um, well, nothing right now. Okay. Nothing so far. But they were always worried that Sadius would send, like, an assassin or get him killed some way. Mm-hmm. I think Sadius just decided he'll die on a bridge run eventually. So just... So He stays a slave. He stays a slave. That sucks. He's not free from being a slave. He's just free from his crime, which was failing. Okay. So they get a new Bright Lord. Remember how Rabbit was executed? Yes. They have a new Bright Lord over Gaz and them. And Hashal. That was her name. Hashal. It was was technically, usually it's the Bright Lord guy that would be over them. But the Bright Lord man didn't speak ever. He was just like, he would just let his wife do it. Mm -hmm. So she would come in on like a palanquin being carried by four slaves and like, she would say, "Uh, we've decided that you're going to be on chasm duty uh, every day. You know, the one that's the most disliked. Wow. The one that's most dangerous. You're going to be on chasm duty every single day in between bridge runs. Um Always, for the rest of your time. Fun. Because she was like, yes, we figured it would be more efficient this way. That way you wouldn't pick over, you know, places you've already been. So, you're welcome. And they're like, thanks. (laughs) Um, So they are permanently on chasm duty now. Kaladin decides they're going to die eventually. They're all going to die eventually. So, now that they're in chasm duty every day, he's going to train all of his bridgemen how to use spears, and they're going to become soldiers. Okay. He's going to train them to be soldiers so they can escape from their captors. So they do that. They, they don't escape. But they're constantly training with a spear down in the chasms. Mm-hmm. It's right around now when... Um, I'm assuming they're kill- are they killing the monsters down there? No. The monsters usually don't show up. If they do, they're dead. Okay. The, all of the bridgemen will die. They're all called right. chasm fiends. They're like bigger than this house. You know? They're huge. Like the crabs. Yeah. 
They're like massive crabs. They'll just die. How much time do I got? Uh, let's see. I'm not uh, making good time, man. Uh, you have 33 minutes left. Oh, God. I'm not even done with Kaladin. Oh. Okay, I'll have to go <laughs> forward. I'll have to fast forward. They practice. Um, one of the bridgemen that was like the best at practicing was named Moash. He's yeah. like Kaladin's friend. Everybody else treats Kaladin like a god. Like they call him Storm Blessed because Whoa. he survived the storm. No one else ever has, right? Moash is the only one that treats him like a human mm-hmm. and like they're buddies, right? Yeah. So the most important bridgemen are Moash, Kaladin's friend, Teft and Rock, his right hand men. Yeah. Uh, Lopin, love him. <laughs> Drahi, Scar, uh, a bunch of other people. The the ragtag group. I would say the most important though are Teft, Rock. Lopin and Moash. Okay. I think. The Recess Gang. The Recess Gang. But a lot of them are others are very important too, but uh, we got to skip. Okay. We got to move forward. So they're doing that. They're constantly training and they're like, we still have to figure something out because we're, it's going to take weeks, maybe months to train these people and we're just not going to survive. So we have to come up with new ways to keep us alive on the bridge runs. Mm-hmm. What Kaladin observed and figured out was the Parshendi care about their dead. A lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Like, when they're when one of the Parshendi die, they will step over their bodies. They will not touch them. Mm-hmm. They believe they are, like, the honored dead. And if, if you, like, slap, like, the corpse of a Parshendi and other people, other Parshendi see it, they will get so mad that they will ignore everything around them and rush to kill you only. Okay. So he decides, this is what we're going to do. We are going to make the bridge runs work even better. Mm-hmm. Okay? We are going to strip the... Par- There's Parshendi in the chasms, too, that are dead. Yeah. We're going to cut off their, their bone plates. Parshendi have bone plates growing from those, like natural armor. Okay. It's like we're going to cut off their bone plates, and we're going to turn them into armor, and we are going to wear it and draw all of the arrows. <laughs> Whoa. We are going to do this, and... Well, Kaladin did it by himself first. Mm-hmm. He wore the armor, and he went out ahead of all the bridge crews. So... All of the archers were firing at him. Like, hundreds of arrows were flying at him. Yeah. He sucks in his stormlight. He starts glowing a little bit, so he's, like, super fast and stuff, and he's just, like, dodging arrows, right? Yeah. Barely surviving. All the bridges get put down. Not, like, five bridgemen die out of hundreds. Whoa. Like, that is unprecedented, right? They're like, that actually worked. Mm-hmm. I like it. Let's do it. But more. And the Bright Lord was like, yeah, you're going to do that every time from now on. Okay. He's like, okay, fine. Well, a bunch of his other bridgemen are like, we're going to do it too, man. We're not going to let you risk yourself out there by yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's choose five of us. We'll all wear the armor and we'll draw the arrows. So they do it. It works really well. Um, it works really well. They survive. They're getting better with the spear, better and better. Eventually... Eventually they go on. This is gonna. I'm about to switch over to Dalinar here because okay. we're about to intersect. Eventually he goes on a bridge run where Dalinar and Sadius decided to work together. Mm-hmm. Dalinar, the younger brother of the king that was killed. Yes. Sadius, uh, one of the other right hand men of the king that was killed. Mm-hmm. They decide to work together and assault a plateau to get the gem heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen. We'll get back to that. Moving on to Dalinar. No, it's Yeah. Dalinar. Okay. Oh, man, we gotta speed this up. Dalinar's a good boy. Okay? 
29 minutes. Dalinar's a very good boy. Okay. His attitude, he started following the codes after his, as, after his uh, brother's death, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. He is not, other people do not like him. The other high princes don't like him. They think he is like high and mighty, self-righteous. They don't like him. Okay. They're all about like excess. They like like drinking and eating and like doing all these things, being rich. But he does the king's code. Yeah, he does the, he does the Alethi codes of war. And it's like, you know, he's a good boy. He's like, we're going to win this war, we're going to do it right, and we're going to be honorable while we're doing it. They go on a chasm fiend hunt. So every now and again, people will go on a chasm fiend hunt. Instead of waiting for the fiends to go up and pupate so where they're vulnerable, yes. they will instead draw out a chasm fiend and fight it mano a mano. All right. It's usually pretty safe because they'll get the shard bearers to distract it. They'll get other shard bearers to shoot massive arrows at it to slow it down. And it usually works pretty well. This time, don't know why, the chasm fiend comes up on the wrong side. It starts attacking the people that were not prepared to be attacked. It gets really messy, and the king, Elokar, the old king's son, yes. who is the current king. The boy king. Yeah, the boy king, yes. He decides to ride out on his horse, and Dalinar's like, What are you, stupid man? Back up! Back up! And he, he's riding out, he starts fighting, and then all of a sudden, his strap breaks. The king's? The king's strap. The horse saddle breaks, and he falls from his, his saddle. Oh, no. Immediately, everybody's like, Oh! Dalinar jumps off his freaking horse and is sprinting over to Elokar as the Chasm Fiend's about to smash him. Mm-hmm. Dalinar jumps over Elokar and catches the freaking claw. Whoa. So cool! Yeah. He catches the freaking claw and the ground around him is like cracking. His his armor is cracking and he's like screaming as he's holding up this massive claw. Yeah. And his son, Adeline, is at the same time like attacking the Chasm Fiend and breaking off his legs and stuff. <sighs> Um, very yeah, yeah, cool. Calm down. He barely saves him. <laughs> he saves Elokar, and he's fine. Well, Elokar believes wholeheartedly, he's very paranoid. He believes that he's going to be assassinated. Yes. At least people are after his life. So he gets Dalinar to start investigating, why did my saddle break? Mm. Why did it break? So fi- find out. Dalinar investigates, he cannot find out why. Later on, um, uh, the king entrusts Sadius with discovering why. The bad boy. And he he appoints Sadius the High Prince of Information. Back in the before times, every High Prince would have something that they were like in charge of. Like there was a High Prince of War, a High Prince of Commerce, High Prince of Information. Sadius decides, we're going to bring that back. Make me the High Prince of Information. Oh. And Alucard's like, fine, go. Figure out why, I'm, why the strap broke. Dalinar, at this point, is like, oh, crap. He's totally going to pin it on me. He's totally going to pin it on me. Because if, if the king's dead, does he become king? No. Oh. No. We don't know why. Sadius just is a... He, he believes that the kingdom cannot work together. It needs to be broken before it can be reforged stronger. So, he so want, he's he, trying to make the kingdom break apart so he can conquer them again and make them one. He's full anarchist. He's anarchist, yeah, okay. basically. And Dalinar's trying to get everybody to work together. So, Dalinar believes that Sadius is going to betray him here. Dalinar is having visions. Moving on a little bit. He's mm-hmm. having visions. Every time a high storm shows up, he will he will go unconscious and he will have a vision. He'll be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And he believes, actually, it's a fact, that these visions are coming from the Almighty. The Almighty is sending these visions to Dalinar. Okay. To prepare him for what's coming. Um, nobody believes him. And everybody thinks he's going insane because they're like, every time a high storm shows up, he starts having a fit. He starts like talking in tongues. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's talking in a... In, nobody understands what he's saying. They think it's gibberish. We come to find out later he's just speaking in an ancient language. Turn out he had a tumor. He had a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> if this was house, that's what it would be. He has an iron deficiency or something. Um, <laughs> Eat lead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, so he's having these visions. People think he's crazy. His own son starts to doubt him, Adeline. Aww. It's just like, Pops... Like, I believe in you, and I believe you're, like, righteous, and you're an awesome dude. You're the best. But you might be going crazy because you think the Almighty is sending you these visions. What if you're wrong? What if you're just going crazy? And Dalinar's like, you know what? That is a possibility. Dang, I didn't think about that before. Yeah. He was like, I still believe that the Almighty is sending me these visions, but just to be safe, Adeline, I'm going to not be High Prince anymore. I'm going to step oh. down from being High Prince. You're going to be the new High Prince of the of the Colleen house. Okay. Adeline does not like that. He was like, well, no, I didn't want you to step down. I don't want to be the freaking High Prince. Yeah. They're going to pin it on me now. No. <laughs> no. Adeline's a good boy. He just, he doesn't want his father to step down. He just doesn't want him to trust the visions completely. Yeah. But listen, listen. If if Joe Biden right now was on TV speaking in tongues, I mean, I wouldn't step down too. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, let me see. Yeah, so Dalinar decides to do that. Dalinar decides, I'm going to still act as if my visions are true, but I will step down. Adeline, you will be in charge of the house. Yeah. That way, if I am crazy, I won't bring our house down. Yeah. I'll just bring myself down. He's a good boy. Dalinar's so cool. So Dalinar attempts... Well, they're going to announce that he's leaving his high prince position and Adeline's going to be the new high prince. They're going to announce it a couple weeks at a feast. Okay. Um, and this whole time, Sadius is investigating the strap. Dalinar starts to attempt. He decides... He he was talking to the king in confidence, saying, we need to pull back from this war. We need to stop fighting the Parshendi. We got our vengeance a long time ago. We've killed thousands of them. Tens of thousands of them. We've killed most of their population. Our vengeance was gotten. We need to leave. Elokar does not like that. And nobody else likes that because yeah. they're making a lot of money on this war. So he's like, fine. We're going to win the war then. If we can't leave, we will just win. No more playing these games. We're going to work together. And instead of having one high prince attack a plateau, we're going to work together. Two high princes on each plateau. And That sounds like the like the thing that makes the most sense. It does. But everybody else wants to make money. Dalinar is the only one that wants to win the war and yeah. finish it. Um, so he attempts cooperation. Nobody is freaking having it. Nobody. Um, eventually he does convince Sadius to work together with him. Mm -hmm. Before that. Right. Before that. Sorry. He thought Sadius was going to betray him. Adeline was certain. No. His vision told him to trust Sadius. He asked the really? Almighty. He said, he said, what... He said, tell me this. Like, whenever he asks the Almighty, the Almighty does not give him an answer. He just says something, like, cryptic. Mm -hmm. Come to find out later, the Almighty is not speaking to him. The Almighty, these are pre-recorded messages, because the Almighty is dead. He is dead. Oh, yeah, from the Heartless. The Heartless killed God. <laughs> <laughs> he is dead. Odium has killed him. He left these messages to help the future generations, and, and they are being sent to Dalinar. Okay. Um, so whenever he asks the Almighty something, the Almighty cannot answer because it's just a pre-recorded message. Mm -hmm. But he asks, he says, Almighty, tell me, tell me this at least. Can I trust Sadius? And so, and the Almighty just happened to be answering, like saying something else. He's like, yes, you need to trust. 
like something, something, something. Oh, he's like, no. okay, I'm going to trust Sadius then. Adeline does not believe it, and he's like, son, we got to protect, we got to believe Sadius. We got to believe that he's trying to do what's best for the kingdom. Oh, that sucks. Sadius, at the feast, decides he's going to reveal what he has found during his strap investigation. Yes. And he says that it is highly unlikely that Dalinar had anything to do with it. Okay. So he says Dalinar is absolved, Dalinar is not at fault. And Dalinar's like, I knew it. And Adeline's like, what? (laughs) He's like, wait, he's... And uh, so they're good. He starts to talk to Sadius more. They used to be friends before the king died. You know, he's like, maybe we can be friends again. Mm-hmm. So he starts to get Sadius to read the Way of Kings book and he's stuff like that. And Sadius is like playing along and being like, okay, man, maybe we can be friends again. And they decide to work together on a plateau assault. I was not expecting that at all. Yes, I know. They decide to work together. Uh, they work together. They attack the plateau and... Uh, Sadius is actually in trouble at one point. Mm-hmm. Dalinar runs in, saves Sadius. Like, he cuts a swath through the Parshendi and manages to save Sadius just barely. Wow. So they succeed. And they're like, okay, this is working. And they're like, okay, we're going to keep working together. Eventually, uh, they are about to go on a plateau assault to attack the largest plateau, the tower. Mm-hmm. The Alethi have never won, won a skirmish on the tower. Okay. Because it's very close to the Parshendi. They always get there first. It's a very defensive position, blah, blah, blah. But he's like, together, we can do it. Before that, the king's mother, Navani, okay? Mm-hmm. So, right. Gavilar married Navani, right? Okay. Dalinar loved Navani. Gavilar and Dalinar both both loved Navani, but Navani decided to marry Gavilar. Okay. They had a kid, Elokar. So now Dalinar is Elokar's uncle, mm-hmm. right? Gavilar dies. Navani is now the mother of Elokar, and she's just a widow. Yes. Dalinar still loves Navani. So he tries not to be around her too much because she is so beautiful to him. Like, he can barely control himself when he's around her. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten, he says. Navani also loves Dalinar. It turns out Dalinar was always her preferred. She loved Dalinar more than Gavilar. Mm-hmm. But he was so intense when he was younger. Like, he was so warlike, warmonger, yeah. that she was afraid of him. So she decided to marry Gavilar. But now that he's like an honorable man, he's better, she really wants to get together with him. And he's like, we can't do it. It wouldn't be proper. Yeah. Eventually he decides, frick it, fine, we're together. So now Dalinar... <laughs> so now Some Dalinar, honorable man. Yeah, I know. I'm going to frick my brother's wife. <laughs> High five. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So Dalinar starts, they get together, right? And Elikar's like, my uncle's freaking dating my mother. I don't like that. Very weird. Don't want to make the king mad. Yeah, very weird. Well, he's just a boy. You know, he's he really doesn't act that kingly. Well, listen. He's like 20 years old. If I was a king and my uncle started dating my mother, I would have him executed. (laughs) That's what I would do. I'm glad you're not a king. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Thank you. But anyway, so they get together. That's kind of a afterthought, right? Okay, so we'll get to Shallon last. How much time do I have? Uh, uh, we got 18 minutes. Okay, I think I can do it. I think I have enough. Okay. okay. So eventually they attack the tower. Dalinar and Sadius work together. They attack the tower, the largest one. Yes. They decide that Dalinar is going to go in first. He's going to move. No, wait. Right. So Sadius is still using the bridge crews, right? Yes. He uses the bridge crews to put down the bridge, and they get going. Sadius's best part of him is that his army is really fast because mm-hmm. the bridgemen can run, his soldiers run. 
They get down the bridges. They go. They're fast. Yes. Dalinar does not believe in using slaves. He's a good man. I'm good telling boy. you. He's an awesome boy. And he uses these large, like, mechanical bridges that are pulled by these huge crustaceans called chulls. They're basically mm-hmm. like baby chasm fiends. Yeah. They're very slow. Okay? Very slow. He Dalinar has, like, the best trained soldiers and officers. He has the best army. But he can never get to the plateaus fast because he doesn't believe in using bridge crews and slaves. Yes. So he decides, fine, Sadius, you can use your bridge crews. You get there first, and you, like, attack the Parshendi, try to get, like, try to make a, you know, concerted effort, start defending against them. I will come in from the back, attack them, right? Yeah. So Sadius is here, surrounded by Parshendi. Dalinar comes in from the side, attacks. Yeah. He does so. His soldiers all cross his bridges. They get there. They're ready. And he starts fighting the Parshendi. Sadius pulls back. That was not part of the plan. Dalinar's like, oh no. He pulls back. He gets all of his bridge crews. They retreat. He's gone. Dalinar is now completely surrounded on all sides by tens of thousands of Parshendi. No, betrayal. Betrayal. Adelin is so mad because he's like, I told you we couldn't trust that snake! Brother! And Dalinar's like, why has he done this? And he just, he doesn't understand. They start fighting. They're dying. They're going to die. Switching back to Kaladin for a moment. He is on this run with his bridge crew. Mm -hmm. And Sadius gives the order to pull back and he's like, really? We're pulling back? It's like, okay. And they start pulling back. They don't understand why they were winning. Yeah. And then he looks behind him and sees Dalinar just surrounded by Parshendi. And he knows Dalinar is supposedly an honorable man. Yeah. Kaladin hates nobles. Like, he hates them. Mm-hmm. But he's like, Syl is the one trying to be like, you know he's honorable. You know he's a good guy. You gotta save him. So he's like, he just convinces the rest of the army that he was like, he's like, go on, we'll catch up, okay? And if we, and if the Parshendi come and kill us, you'll be rid of us, okay, Gaz? So just go. Yeah. And they're like, okay, sounds good to me, bye. And they just leave them. They're like, we'll use our bridge to get back. So they stop, and they go back for Dalinar. So they're running their bridge back. They all agree they're going to save Dalinar. They get the bridge down, and they're all defending the bridge. Like, Dalinar and Adelin can see from the middle of their army. They see, like, off in the distance, they see the army leaving, but they see one bridge running back. And they're like, they're like, why the heck is Sadius bringing one back? They're like, does it matter? Go for it! We either die here or we fight our way to the bridge that slim hope. So they start fighting their way out. And Kaladin and his people are defeating, like, fighting the... Shut up! (laughs) Kaladin and his people are fighting the Parshendi at the bridge. They're defending the bridge, right? He loses a couple of his people. Um, which was sad. But Dalinar eventually does get down to the bridge. They cross it and they're like, you saved our lives. Oh, oh, wait, no. Dalinar was fighting a Parshendi Shardbearer. Yeah, whoa. They only had one left. They were fighting. Dalinar was about to lose. And Adelin was like, I'm not leaving without my father. And Kaladin was like, get across the bridge, you idiot. I got this. So he sucks in the Stormline. He's running after Dalinar. When he sucks in the Stormline and starts glowing, all the Parshendi are like, they, they say something. They yeah. say, like, Undara, or something like that. You know, like, like they're saying, they're calling him something. Yeah. And they're afraid of him. Like, they're not approaching him. They're just letting him through. Yeah. So he gets to the shard bear, stabs the shard bear in the leg. Dalinar's able to get away. They run. They get back across the bridge. He's like, you saved my life. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, 
so they survived narrowly. Dalinar lost almost all of his soldiers. He had maybe two. He brought like ten to fifteen thousand soldiers. He left with two thousand. So his his army was almost completely devastated, and he is now very weak militarily. Mm-hmm. He still has the best trained officers, but they just don't have many. Yeah. So that's rough. Sadius betrayal really hit him hard. Um. Well, Kaladin's like, yeah, we saved you, but it doesn't matter. We're just going to go back to Sadius, and now once he, if he figures out we saved you, we're dead, so we can't stay here. Yeah. And Dalinar's like, come to my camp. I will protect you. Hey. And they're like, really? We don't trust you. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, no, please trust me. I promise you, you will be. I will protect you. So they go back to the camp, and he has a confrontation with Sadius. When Sadius sees Dalinar rolling up... Whoa. Oh, also, by the way, Sadius came back and was like, sorry guys, Dalinar's dead. <gasps> it was rough. It was rough. We couldn't We couldn't beat him back. His whole army's dead. And he goes, real, he's like, real shame, I tell you. <laughs> and Navani is like crying. And she's like angry. She's a cool gal, Navani yeah. is. She's very... So she writes a giant glyph. She like tells her attendants to bring her some ink, and right there in the middle of Sadius's war camp, she draws a giant glyph under his feet that says "Justice." Whoa! And she's like just tears streaking down her face. She's drawing this glyph, and Sadius is very embarrassed when she does that, obviously, because mm-hmm. she is implying he is lying. Just we need justice. Yeah. Um, well, as she, once she gets finished drawing that, they look. A runner comes into Sadius' camp. He's like, "My lord." They're back. He's like, huh? <laughs> they look out and they see them marching back. He sees the freaking Adeline and Dalinar on their horses in the front. And he's like, he's like Arthur memeing. Like he's <laughs> holding his face. He's like, are you freaking kidding me? It was perfect. Yeah. I was going to get away with it too. Well, they make it back. Dalinar has a confrontation with Sadius. He knows that he cannot attack Sadius. Because if he does, it'll be a war that'll break Alethkar apart. Yeah. Sadius, Sadius would be fine with that. Dalinar knows he cannot let that happen. He so wouldn't he, win anyway. Yeah, so he tells his people to back up. He could probably beat Sadius in a 1v1, but the other high princes would probably side with Sadius. Yeah. So he tells the soldiers to back up, and he's talking to the... Okay, he's ta- he tells the soldiers to back up, he's talking to Sadius, and he's like, why did you do it? Why did you do it, old friend? And Sadius was like, we need to break this kingdom apart so we can bring it together. And they're like whispering to each other at this point. Yeah. Dalinar's like you're a sick piece of crap and they're, and then they break apart and he's like by the way I'm taking these bridgemen all of your bridgemen I am taking them and Sadius is like no that's my property you can't have them and Dalinar's like okay fine he takes out his his shard blade yeah. this sword that's worth kingdoms but there's only like a hundred in the world he stabs it in the ground and says you can have it Give me the Bridgman. Whoa. He gives up his blade, which is one of the most priceless things in the world mm-hmm. for the for these slaves. And Sadius is like, you're an absolute fool. Yes. Take them. I can just get new ones. Yeah. Um, but Dalinar is like, Kaladin later asked Dalinar, why'd you do it? And Dalinar says, tell me, son, how much do you think a shard blade is worth? And he's like, priceless. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. How much is a human life worth? Priceless. He was like, "Well, I just got a thousand priceless things for one priceless blade." Aww, that's a good deal in my mind. <laughs> that's oh, that's sweet. Down are so cool. He really is. I love him to bits. That's so sweet. Yeah. So they had that BS happen, and now 
uh, Dalinar makes Kaladin a captain, which is like he is the leader of a squad. Mm-hmm. That is a very high rank for a for a lowborn. He's a dark eyes. Kaladin is. Yeah. So he's just like a commoner. Cap a captain, a commoner being a captain. That's basically unheard of. Yeah. That is a really high rank, and it's he good. does it. It's kind of frowned upon, but he does it. So Kaladin is in charge of all of the bridgemen, training them. He's going to have proper resources. And Kaladin and his bridgemen are now in charge of guarding the king. Because Dalinar trusts all of them. He knows they ain't going to be no spies. There we go! There we go! Yeah, he knows all these bridgemen hate Sadia, so he knows none of them are spies. So he says, you guys are going to be in charge of guarding the king. So they do that. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. That's getting pretty close to the end of the book there. Almost there. Now we go to Shallon, who is happening in a different place. She is in Carbranth, which is a different side of the world. Okay, so this is a whole other person? Yes. This All is the right. third main character. Third main character, you got eight minutes. Eight? <laughs> ah! Okay. I didn't know there were three main characters. There's more than that. What uh, the... <laughs> she, so, Shallon. She is... Her house is in trouble. Her house is broke. Her dad is dead. Nobody knows that. They're keeping it a secret. They are in debt to some very powerful people. They have to try... Oh, they have a soul caster. A soul caster is like a glove that can turn one thing into another. Very valuable. When their dad died, the soul caster broke. And the soul caster was lent to their house by those powerful people that will kill them. Okay? So they're like, we need to get a new soul caster. They know Jasna. One sec. Yes. Who is she? Shallon? Devar? She's just a, a girl. She's like from my... She's a minor noble... From Jakaved, which is like a neighbor to Alethkar. Okay. Um, she's very cute. Love her to bits. All right, thank you. <laughs> Want to kiss her on the mouth? Oh, okay. Um, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she. So she. Jasna. Okay. Jasna Colleen. Colleen. Jasna Colleen. She is Dalinar's niece. Ah. Okay. Jasna is the sister to the current king, Elokar. Okay. So she's Navani's daughter, Elokar's sister. Jasna is like the best scholar in the world, but mm-hmm. she's a heretic. She doesn't believe in the Almighty. She okay. doesn't believe in Voronism. She's an atheist. But she's like the best scholar ever. So Shallan decides she's going to go to Jasna. She's going to become her ward, which is like her apprentice, and she's going to steal her soul caster and oh. replace it with the broken one that they made to look like it's fixed. Okay. So she's going to do a swap. She's going to take this one and save her house. So she goes to Jasna. She tries her best to become her ward. Jasna turns her away at first. Shallon is able to convince Jasna by like coming up with some very good arguments, saying, like, I'm ignorant because of my situation, and I wouldn't be ignorant if you would accept me as your freaking ward and mm-hmm. teach me. I need to be taught. I want to be taught. I'm ready to learn. Yeah. Eventually, Jasna's like, you know what? You're right, kid. That's a good argument. Uh, you can join me. You're going to be a scholar now. So she starts teaching Shallon a bunch about a lot. Mm-hmm. At this time, an ardent named Cabsol. What's an ardent? An ardent is the Ardentia is like the the Pope, the pious people. They're like so, the the Catholic priests. The Pope, not the Pope. They're like Catholic priests. So Catholic the, priests. The Ardentia are just like priests. Yes, okay. for Voronism. Cabsol is a priest. He keeps coming to Jasna trying to convert Jasna into Voronism using like sound arguments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not working, but he keeps trying. He keeps visiting. He start Cabsol kind of takes an interest in Shallon and they start having a friendship and they start talking. They really like each other. It even t- seems at one point that Cabsol is completely in love with Shallon. 
and Shallon is like unsure how to feel about that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Blah 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 blah. TikTok. A bunch of stuff. Yeah 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 yeah. A bunch of stuff happens. Jasna decides she's going to teach Shallon a practical lesson, and sh- and they they both walk on the streets and go to an alley where like murderers hang out. Okay. They're just like two noble ladies. Completely defenseless, supposedly, walking in this murderer's alley. And sure enough, some murderers show up to try to attack them. Be a shame if someone murdered me. And Shallon's like, why are we here, lady? What, what, what are we doing? <laughs> and they attack, and then Jasna kills them. Oh. She uses her soul caster, supposedly. She turns one dude into fire. She turns another dude into crystal. Another dude just turns into smoke and goes away. That's terrifying. Like, and everybody's afraid at this point. They're like, oh! <laughs> They're running away, and she freaking, like, zaps them. They're yeah. dead. Imagine just walking into a bar and some, some girl turns you into a fire. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I have not much time. <laughs> Your goose will have to wait. But yes. <laughs> so Shallon is scared from this yeah. she's like it wasn't right to kill and Jasna was like well you tell me they were going to kill people is it mm-hmm. immoral that I killed them before they could kill people was it not in self defense and Shallon wrestles with this for a long time blah 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 well once Jasna does this she is like really mad at Jasna and in a fit of rage decides to make the swap she steals the soul caster and replaces it Jasna does not notice okay it is at this around this time that Jasna starts to see these scary creatures following her. Okay, when she Shallon has the special ability where she can blink and yeah. she takes a memory. So she'll look at something, blink, and then it is all captured perfectly in her mind, and she can write down exactly what she saw on a page. Photographic memory. Photographic memory. It's perfect. It's incredible. So she's very talented artistically. She takes a memory of Cabsol at one point and starts painting him. And she's just painting him, painting him. She's not thinking. She's thinking about Cabsol. And then she realizes she drew this tall creature in like a cloak with a head that was like impossibly contorted. Cool. It was just like weird shapes and stuff. Yeah. She was like, what the freak? It was standing right behind Cabsol. And she's like, what? And she looks up and it's not there. She looks back down. She crumples it up, throws it away. She's afraid. She's like, what the heck? So she starts to test. She, like, gets freaked out. She runs into the elevator, and she, like, starts going down the elevator. She looks up at the shaft, nothing there, takes a memory, starts to draw it, and she sees, like, five of these creatures now looking down the shaft straight at her. She is terrified. She runs to her freaking room in a huff, She te- and she's sitting on the bed. She closes the door. She's sitting on the bed. She's freaking, like, trembling. She's terrified, and she's like, I bet they're in here, aren't they? She takes one more memory because she has to know... She starts drawing, and she can see them around her bed. Whoa. And she's like, <sighs> freaking out. And as she's freaking out, she feels something touch her arm. So she, like, jumps. Oh my like, God. Ah! And she hears a voice say, what are you? And it is at this point that all of a sudden, she falls into a, be- a sea of glass beads. <laughs> huh? She fall- Suddenly, she falls into this place. The place is dark. The sun is making shadows go the wrong way. Shadows are, like, facing towards the sun. There's like two suns or something like that. I was not expecting this. She has fallen into a weird world where the ocean, it's an ocean of glass beads. She grabs a bead and it, it says like, I am a table. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! I don't have time! She's like, I, I am a table. And she soul casts. She changes the, ta- she changes the goblet into blood on accident. And she's like, oh my gosh, all this blood. Jasna's knocking on the door. She's about to come in. She's like, oh crap, she's going to know I stole the soul caster. She's going to know I soul cast into blood. 
she takes a piece of glass and cuts her arm. Like <gasps> she's like, oh, <laughs> and she's bleeding. They're like, holy crap! Everybody thinks she tried to kill herself. Yeah. She goes to the hospital. Blah 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 blah. Ah! She goes to the hospital. Jasna um, visits her, and so does Cabsol. Cabsol like gives her some bread and jam. He does that every time. How much time do I have? Keep going. uh, Capsaw gives her some bread and jam, which he does all the time because she loves jam. And he gives her the bread, they eat it, and then all of a sudden he's like, he's like, Sean, eat the jam. Eat the jam. Eat the jam. Like, he's he's, he's like telling her, like, eat the jam. And she's like, why? She ate the bread, but she didn't eat the jam right away. And he's like, quick, you have to. And they smell it, and it smells weird. He like takes a big glob of it and puts it in his mouth. And then he starts freaking out. He runs. Capsaw runs. Yeah. He falls dead. Whoa. And then all of a sudden, Shallon is also like getting woozy, and she is feeling really bad. Yeah. Come to find out later that Capsaw was trying to kill Jasna, <gasps> and he was poisoning the bread, and the jam was the antidote. Oh. The only reason Jasna ate the bread but did not die. No. Yeah, she ate the bread but did not die because she soul cast the bread as she <laughs> ate it. No! And just like that, my hour, your hour is up, and my hour is about to start with my prostate exam. Uh, so, hope you freaking enjoy it. I will. Know uh, that I didn't finish. How, how much longer do you think you, you're going for? Like five minutes. Five minutes at most. Well, too bad. You I'm missed, so. That's five minutes. You do not have, my friend. Uh, I am. Let me freak this podcast. <laughs> Pick up a glass bead. It reads, I, I am, am a table. table. That is the funniest, <laughs> funniest imagery in my head. No, the, it talks. It says, I'm a table. <laughs> Why does it talk? I would get to that if I had more time. Anyway, uh, that's all the time we have. Um, if you want to see Trenton, he is currently on a, in an alley waiting for someone to murder him so he can murder them and be in the right. I'm also dressed as a noble woman. Yep. If you want to get in contact with me, I'm probably uh, being strung from a giant pillar during a long storm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you for another episode of I'll Give You an Hour. Maybe next time, I'll give you another one. Maybe next time, I'll finally be the table. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll turn you to blood. Bye. Bye.